0: Life is full of events that leave you stiff, sore, tight. Think of the feeling you get after a good stretch, looser, lighter, maybe even happier. Let's lengthen our perspective in life and celebrate our accomplishments together. The Butt First Stretch podcast isn't just all about fitness. It's about actual people who are bettering their lives in our collective community. It's about coming together and getting inspired in your own life. It's for people who want to stretch their mind, body, and soul by tapping into their own potential and self-worth, and really cool down after the episode with a brief meditation that ties together the theme. Just a reminder, But First Stretch. Hi, I'm Jen McCracken. Welcome back to But First Stretch, and if it's your first time joining me, I'm so glad you're here. Today, I have a special guest joining me to discuss conscious living. If you've been following this podcast for a while, you know that I'm always doing things to try to lessen the impact I make on the earth, including cloth diapering, composting, and education on how to be less wasteful. I'm not perfect, but I think this is such an important stretch of the mind and soul. You can check out other um, podcasts that I've done, um, episode 5 with Colleen Falicki of Back to Earth Compost and Jess from Thoughtfully Sustainable. Both of them are amazing, and Jess from Thoughtfully Sustainable is currently rooting me on as I try to grow an avocado plant from scratch with my four-year-old. I'll let you know how that's going. I think we need to check on it soon. I also want to bring up that this topic, trying to be more mindful of the environment, especially in action, sometimes causes me to feel guilty. You know, especially when with am at the grocery store, putting all the items wrapped in plastic in my cart, whether they are healthy or not. And I'm going to ask that perhaps you open your mind for a moment and perhaps celebrate the th- small things that you are already doing to decrease the landfills. And perhaps today there's a small takeaway for you. Just a reminder and a very gentle reminder that something small adds up and is enough. Our guest this week is Kelly Bovell and she's a photographer, we met through a Facebook group called Sustain and Inspire. It's a community to share tips on sustainability and motivational content to inspire and uplift. I'm so excited to dive in and discuss how we can make an impact on the earth and our planet. Let's stretch our mind, body, and soul. The first portion of the podcast is the warm-up, introducing our guests. Hi, Kelly. Welcome. Hi. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What is your background and how did you get into both photography and environmental work?
1: Yeah, so I've always loved photography, always loved taking photos and videos and never really thought about it as a career option. I just did it as a hobby and then I went to Temple University for college and I Majored in advertising, but during my time there, I just started realizing how much I truly love photography, and did see how it could be a job. That was the first time I was like, "Oh, okay, I could actually make this happen." So, started pursuing that more seriously, and now I'm working for a lot of brands, which is really fun, and it's led me to a lot of travels, which is I feel very lucky about. Um, so, yeah. Um, I call myself a photographer and content creator because I kind of conceptualize all the shoots that I do, and I plan them and art direct them and scout the locations and all of that. Um, So it's really fun, and I feel very lucky that I get to call it my job, just traveling and taking fun photos. (laughs) So as for the environmental side of things, I've always felt passionate about the environment um, since my earliest memories. My parents were very conscious when it came to the environment. Um, We always were taught to recycle and protect the Earth, and my dad always used this phrase, do our part. Uh, And even when I was in grade school, I remember encouraging the principal of my school to separate the recycles at lunch, and we can throw our Capri Sun packets in this bin, and they can be sent to this recycling place. So it's really funny to think back on all of that and now see that that was a passion that I had from my whole life. And I thought that it was just something that I did. And now looking back, um, it's kind of cool to see that that was something that I had in my whole life and something I always really cared about. So, yeah.
0: And you kind of already answered this, but what has been the most rewarding part of your job? Um so photography wise I think
1: traveling and just meeting new people it's so cool because so um I don't just work in an office every day um so it can be a little hard when I am alone for most of the time most of my days are spent in an office by myself working on my business by myself but it's so cool when I get to travel and I um I'm kind of transitioning out of this, but I was shooting weddings for a a while and just meeting everyone and photographing them on the best day of their life. And everyone's just so happy. And for the brand stuff, it's just so cool getting to travel and um, getting
0: paid to do it.
1: So yeah, (laughs) it's definitely very rewarding.
0: And what's the most challenging part of your job?
1: Um, Kind of already answered that with the working alone (laughs) But another challenging thing is as a freelancer, I am always responsible for creating my own work. So if I don't have people reaching out to me, I need to be reaching out to brands and companies and pitching them ideas and trying to convince them that I will give them value with what I do. So. That's definitely a challenge. I sometimes envy my friends that have a paycheck in the mail every two weeks, and they have their salary and benefits, but I wouldn't trade it because I love what I do, and I love creating my own schedule and the freedom that it gives me. Um, so yeah, it can be hard, but it does it is rewarding.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so let's dive into the workout portion. Why did you create the Inspire and Sustain page?
1: So my original thought in creating it was that I wanted to just spread these messages to more people, but I don't really know how to do it if I don't have a huge following on social media. So I do have a blog um, and I just wanted another place to share my blog posts about sustainability and bring people together and just in. Inst- inspire and that's in the title of the group, (laughs) but inspire and just support people. I think sometimes when it comes to sustainability, if you're not doing something perfectly, people criticize. So say you are taking the first steps towards living a more conscious life. If you are doing one thing and you haven't gotten to, you know, switching your toothbrush yet to a bamboo one, people might shame you for that. But I think just um, supporting people and telling, you know, letting people know that every step in the right direction is valuable, um, is really important.
0: I love that. I think, I think that's a really great way to look at it. Like, even if you're making small changes, it doesn't, you don't have to be perfect.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think when I first started getting into sustainability um, as an adult and really switching things in my daily life and not trying to, or excuse me, trying to use less single-use plastic and um, just live more minimal life and buy less, I still see people who are not doing that. And it kind of upsets me. Um, I'm like, oh, it, it would be so easy for that person to, use a reusable water bottle or not buy the fruit in the plastic container. But um, I think I realized that some people just don't even know that there is another option. So that's another reason why I wanted to make the group um, is just to share this knowledge and connect with people that I don't know. A lot of people that I know personally will come to me and ask me for suggestions on um, certain things when it comes to sustainability when it comes to sustainability but I did want to be able to reach more people and if everyone in this group adds a few people that they know it can just keep growing and we can just keep sharing these messages
0: I love that and as a photographer what have you seen that has really encouraged your love of the environment um
1: well when I first started doing photography I as um kind of more seriously. I was trying to break into the surf photography world, um, which is so cool, obviously based on the environment because it's all about the ocean and um, the land and travel. And one thing that I thought would be really cool is using my photos to just inspire others to protect the earth and show people that that it's so amazing and it's worth protecting. Um, And another thing, working with bands that have a mission statement to be conscious and sustainable is really cool. So um, I just shot a um, swim campaign for a company that has all sustainable products. They're made in-house. They are made in small batches, and it's just so cool to be able to help them and create photos for them that are going to sell more of their products. Um, which is awesome. So yeah, I love working with brands that have the mission to be
0: sustainable. No, that's awesome. And what's it we, this I think is really important when we look at the inspire and sustain Facebook page, but what suggestions do you have for someone who wants to make small changes and becoming more eco-friendly? Like maybe they're feeling overwhelmed. Where can they start? Yeah. Yeah. It can
1: definitely feel overwhelming because I think sometimes when you go onto those sustainability Instagram pages or blogs, um, there's so much information. Um, So I can definitely see how it's overwhelming. But one of the easiest things that I always tell people is swifting a bamboo toothbrush. So that is, so simple. It doesn't change anything in your routine other than the next time you buy toothbrushes for yourself or your family, just pick ones that are made of bamboo instead of made of plastic. Um, And I think as you do these little things and just try to try to notice all the things in your life that are made of plastic and things that you only use for a very short amount of time. So one example is saran wrap or Ziploc bags. Sometimes we wrap food in saran wrap or Ziploc bags and it stays in there for a few hours or one day. And then that goes into the landfill forever. And then another example is the plastic bags that are in the produce section of your grocery store. So that's something that you put the apple into the bag, you check out, you go home, you use that plastic bag for 10 to 20 minutes and that bag will be on the earth forever. It can't be recycled usually and it will never break down. So little things like that. And once you start noticing in your daily life, all of these things made of plastic, I think then you can start to realize, okay, well, what can I avoid? Um, One thing that I learned in a earth sciences class in college um, was instead of the three R's of recycling, the five R's. So the first one, instead of just reduce, reuse, recycle, you can think of it as refuse, reduce, reuse, repurpose, recycle, Um, because sadly, recycling is not the answer to our problems. The number one thing that we can do is just avoid them and refuse them. Um, So if you're gonna think about things in your house, um, one topic that I write about on my blog is sustainable switches for different rooms in your house. So we can start with our kitchen, for example what is a way that we can refuse plastic in our kitchen so one of those ways is to not use plastic packaging or excuse me not use plastic when we store our food so there's so many different alternatives that are made of sustainable materials one example would be silicone storage bags that are very similar to ziploc bags but silicone lasts forever in a good way it's reusable Um, Another option is glass containers instead of plastic Tupperware. Um, It's better for the environment and for your health because plastic is a toxic chemical. So eventually it seeps into your food. So that's a win-win for your health and for the environment. Um, Other things are just avoiding using paper towels and paper napkins when you don't need to. So if possible, try to use a reusable towel and just throw it in the wash I think sometimes people think that if they have to wash something and use all the water and energy in the washing machine that it might just be better to use a paper towel but I will say that it is always going to be more sustainable to reuse something regardless of what it is um so yeah. And then one, one other room, um, that I think people could think about is their bathroom. So I already mentioned a bamboo toothbrush, but another really easy switch is just using bar soap instead of liquid soap that comes in a plastic bottle. So you can use that for your body. wash, And then there's also lots of shampoo and conditioner bars available. Um, and if you just think about how many, even if you just used one of those products, so let's say you only changed your shampoo routine to use a bar instead of a liquid shampoo, just that makes such a huge difference. And once you see that, I think it'll just inspire you to continue to make the switches and then add the conditioner in, add the bar soap or the body wash bar soap. And um, yeah, it's just goes from there.
0: Yeah, that's, that's like very helpful. So starting with one thing and then maybe looking at rooms instead of trying to overhaul everything at once.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think, um, like I said, all of these little things that you do, it'll only make you realize um, – it'll help you realize all of the plastic that's in your daily life. I, th- I think now I'm kind of hyper aware of plastic, like everywhere I look, I'm like, Oh, that's made of cellophane. Like yeah. that's a Ziploc bag. Um, and it sometimes makes me feel uncomfortable if I see other people doing it because I'm like, Oh, do I tell them? Like if my friend is eating out of a Ziploc bag on the beach, I'm like, Oh, do I tell them that they have, or they, they shouldn't be using that. Um, but I think that's, of comes back to um what the facebook group is founded on is just inspiration and encouragement instead of judgment so um i think a friend of mine has a really um great tactic when it comes to that she will call up um local businesses that she eats at a lot and she'll very kindly compliment them and tell them why she loves them and then ask if they would be open to considering um, takeout containers that are not made of styrofoam, or ask them to consider not including plastic cutlery in the takeout bag unless people ask for it. Because most people, when they get takeout, they go home and they eat in their kitchen. So the plastic cutlery is completely unnecessary. And I think a lot of people just throw it out and they don't even use it. So just little things like that is just encouraging people um, instead of judging. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And your blog is so inspiring. What kind of blog entries are your favorite to write?
1: Um, I really love doing the lists when it comes to things in your house. Um, I have a, quite a few blog posts that are 11 tips to make your kitchen more eco-friendly or 11 tips to make your bathroom more eco-friendly or a sustainable hack for every room in your house um, because I think they're just really easy to read and it, if people can take one thing from that blog post or two things, then that's a win. Um, so yeah, just creating those lists where people can just easily read through it and, um, things will stick out to them that they might be able to incorporate into their daily lives.
0: And one of the ones I read and I liked was, um, about the capsule wardrobe. Can you explain? Yeah, that, yeah. Can you explain what that is and why people might want to consider it?
1: Yeah, so I think one thing that people don't typically think about when they think about um, the climate and sustainability is fashion. But unfortunately, the fast fashion industry is very bad for the environment. Um, there's a lot of issues when social issues, I'll say, when it comes to that, um, but. Just instead of consuming clothing so quickly, I think it's important to invest in timeless pieces that can last you forever. So instead of buying a $5 trendy shirt from, I don't know if I should call out fast fashion (laughs) stores by name, but if you think about um, big names chain stores that sell very cheap clothing and it's always trendy. So that would be an example of fast fashion. A lot of people see that kind of clothing as disposable because it's so cheap. So even if they only wear it a few times, they'll give it away or throw it out and buy a new one. So instead of doing that, um, I think one really powerful thing that we can do is invest in timeless pieces that will last us forever. So sometimes they do cost more, which is hard, to justify for some people that might not have a huge budget for clothing, but if they last you forever and you can wear them constantly, so let's consider a black tank top that is tight fitted. That is something that you can wear with 50% of your outfits, and then get it in white, and there's something you could wear every day. Um, so seeing these pieces as investments is really powerful. And if you can't afford a more um, sustainable brand that's maybe made with sustainable materials or recycled materials, if you have to purchase clothing from a fast fashion company, you can still keep those things in mind um, and still get versatile pieces that you can wear over and over. And I think just staying away from the trendy pieces is really key here um, because obviously trends come and go, but timeless fashion you can wear forever. So yeah, that's a very powerful thing that goes a long way. And I think a lot of companies are moving towards that. Um, A lot of more high-end fashion companies are moving towards creating sustainable lines. Um, So I'm excited to see when these companies will have all of their clothing being made out of sustainable materials.
0: Yeah, I think that I think that's really a good way to look at it, too. Like, there's just clothes that you only would wear for a season or two. And then it's like, oh, Mm -hmm. I can't wear this anymore.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. I saw um, a dress in a store the other day and it was so cute and it was so cheap. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I really want this for an Instagram photo. And I'm like, okay, let me think about this. I will wear this dress one time. I know that's what's going to happen. So I said no to it. And I'm so glad that I did because I would rather invest in versatile pieces and make my own outfit and create my own style um, instead of just buying a trendy piece that's going to look cute for one day. Mm -hmm. And then by next year, it's going to be a thing of the past, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I even think this kind of goes, goes down to my next question is like, how can we teach kids about caring for the earth? Yeah,
1: I think little things, um, like I said, when I was growing up, my dad always just said, oh, let's do our part and do this. So I think just raising kids, um, and telling them why certain things matter. Um, so if you, I'm trying to think of an example here, um, But raising kids with these sustainable um, options in the house, so instead of using plastic bags in their lunch, um, pack their lunch in stashers and um, send them off to school with a reusable water bottle instead of the plastic options. And if they ever ask why, I think just explaining to them um, and getting involved in groups and beach cleanups and... um, Going to the library. I know my cousin is involved with the Kanchapan Library, and she mentioned that they do events where people come and they read books about sustainability um, and why it's important. Um, and I'll share a little plug here. My friend and I have been working on a children's book about sustainability. Yay. So, <laughs> yeah, that's um, it's all completed. So we're currently in the printing process and figuring out how to. Um, how to make it happen. But yeah, I think just instilling those ideas young and just telling them why it matters. Um, And when you're walking on the beach, you know, if there's trash and it's a safe thing to pick up, just picking it up and telling them why it's important. Um, And it can be really simple that, you know, the like trash doesn't belong on the beach and Mm -hmm. you know, we want to keep it beautiful.
0: Yeah. I'll never, it was like in the fall, my, 4-year-old threw out like some trash out of the window of the car. Oh no. And we were so <laughs> upset. We you know, we talked to him. We had him like clean up a few blocks around where we live, and it ended up that he like loved cleaning up trash. <laughs> like Oh, it was Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um <laughs> one thing that we mentioned in our book that I think might be helpful for children is Telling them how it affects animals, I think animals and children connect. Um, they have mm-hmm. a connection um, that's hard to explain. But one of the um, one of the lessons in our book was showing how um, how trash and litter affect animals, and how children can tell the difference between trash and food, but the an animal can't, Aww. and that's going to make them sick. So that's one of our. Okay. I feel so emotional <laughs> about the book because we spent so long writing it. Um, and it's so close to being a reality, but yeah. I mean, I think that just ties back to telling them why it matters. So instead of just saying "don't throw it out the window," you guys <laughs> did that extra step and told him why it matters or her um, why it matters and explained, you know, this, uh, I don't know, <laughs> you know, um, the effects of it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so besides the sustain and inspire. Uh, Facebook page, what are your social media handles? Like how can people get in contact with you?
1: Yeah, my Instagram is Kelly B. It's K-E-L-E-E-B. And then I also have a YouTube channel that is more about just entertainment and having fun. But one of my goals with that is to work these little messages in, um, in an entertaining video, Um, Just kind of incorporating these little subliminal messages Mm -hmm. of sustainability. And then I also have a podcast with my friend, which is called Stop the Internet Podcast. It's also completely for entertainment for now, but (laughs) we are brainstorming how it can be, um, you know, feature these more important messages um, down the line. But yeah, that's where you can find me. My website um, is also KellyBovell.com. And that's where my blog is. Um, I think we can probably link that in the description Mm -hmm. if possible to make it easier. My name is spelled a little weird.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I'll definitely link all those below. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Awesome.
0: (laughs) And I ask my guests three wrap-up questions every week. So what stretches are you doing in your own life?
1: Um, Okay. So I have kind of a metaphorical stretch for (laughs) one of them, but... I am just trying to actively be less judgmental and it's helped me so much. It's made me so much happier in my life. And I think that's one of the first things that I said, it kind of comes back to that, but just not judging people. Everyone has a reason for what they're doing. Um, and if you can help someone, we can offer positive um, or I don't want to use the word critiques but positive suggestions mm-hmm. but if someone's living their own happy life in peace there's no reason to judge them
0: I like that yeah yeah I think I think all of us could maybe take a little piece of that too for sure
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think one thing that helped me is when I felt like I was judging someone maybe it's I'm scrolling on Instagram and I see someone doing something and in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, why are they doing that? I kind of catch myself and I'm like, wait, that's so normal. They can do whatever they want. That's completely (laughs) normal. Like why, why does that make me feel some type of way? (laughs) Um, and just reminding myself that it's fine, that people are doing their own thing. They're just doing what makes them happy. If they're not hurting anyone, then let them do it.
0: Yeah. And what is something you're enjoying doing in your life for you?
1: I actually started reading a lot more recently and it's been so fun. Um, I think sometimes we feel that we're not, or that we don't have enough time to read. And I think one thing is just taking less time on social media. If, if we took all the hours that, or I can speak for myself, I shouldn't say we, but if I <laughs> took all the hours that I spend on social media, and TikTok and YouTube, um, and, spent my time reading then there's the time so yeah reading is awesome I went years without doing it um consistently and I started reading some YA or I should say young adult novels to get me back in the reading zone I reread Twilight which was so funny because it's definitely a children's book but um yeah it it got me excited about reading again
0: (laughs) And what is something you can't stop talking about?
1: Hmm. Um, recently, I have been way more into snowboarding and um, going skiing, snowboarding with my friends. It's so fun. It's very, very difficult. But I used to not love winter. I would be very sad when winter rolled around. I'm totally a summer girl. But finding an activity that I really love during winter made me happy um so it totally improved my life um and yeah I went snowboarding three times last season and then this year I could not I could not wait to go and I was asking everyone if they wanted to go with me so yeah that's one thing that I I talk about a lot
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Kelly thank you so much for being on this podcast today it's been so fun talking to you and getting to know all the great things that you do
1: oh thank you so much for having me I'm so honored and I I know I'm not an expert when it comes to sustainability and I have a long ways to go before I can say I'm completely (laughs) um you know zero waste but every little tip matters everything that we do matters um So yeah, I'm so happy that you had me on Um, and everyone who's listening can join the Facebook group and add all of your friends and family and let's keep spreading these messages.
0: It was such a pleasure to talk to Kelly on this week's episode of But First Stretch. I hope there was something small that you could take away from this episode and again, if it's possible, just allow yourself to release some of the guilt that you might have as you listened and maybe thought to yourself, oh, sometimes I do that. A lot of times I do that. Uh, One of the things that I'm just going to throw out another suggestion too that I found really helpful is joining a local buy nothing site. I have gotten some really amazing things off of our local buy nothing site. You know, first of all, like kids grow so fast, you know, some of their clothes, some of their sports equipment only lasts a season and i know people are eager to give away clothes and things so they're not cluttering their homes. So definitely reach out if it's something that, you know, your child wants or you're looking for your kid. We recently just got a pair of brand new Adidas cleats for my son when he starts T-ball or little league in the spring and it's amazing. Like it's so good to know that we're also not contributing to the landfill. We're going to be using it and hopefully keeping them in decent shape to pass along to somebody else. So small things, right? Just small things make a big difference. And I also felt really inspired at the end talking to Kelly. We uh, there's always before and after with the guests that I have that are really part of the reason why I do this just getting to know people and sharing their story and it warms my heart so much Kelly I didn't teach her but I taught some of her friends and it just makes me so happy to see these young women or these young adults making such a difference in our world and I I don't know, it's just, it was so nice to see what she's doing and connect with, you know, people that I used to teach, and I've had several former students or students that I could have taught on here, and those episodes are some of the most rewarding, and this definitely is one of them. So thank you, Kelly, for letting me see the amazing woman you're becoming. And I do want to cool down with our final meditation. So, just allow yourself to come to a comfortable seat. This is one where as long as you don't fall asleep, you might want to lay on the ground. You might want to just relax here. Maybe lean up against a wall. And just let the eyes close. Lowering the gaze down. And take a deep breath in and a deep breath out and slowly start to envision a place that you love in nature. It could be a forest, woods, maybe a place by your home. It could be a place that you love to travel, maybe the beach, the mountains. And just bring a vision of that place to mind. Maybe imagine yourself there and notice the temperature is it warm is it snow covered is there a gentle breeze and start to bring your awareness to the sun, perhaps warming up your face, the side of your face. And take a deep breath in and just notice all around you the beauty, the splendor of where you are, You don't have to be still in this place. You could walk. You could be walking. You could be running. Maybe noticing how it feels to be just you in nature. I'm just taking a few more breaths here, soaking in the last moments of this beautiful paradise, when you're ready gently open your eyes come back to the present moment thank you so much for joining me on this episode of but first stretch i hope you have a wonderful day